0: Hello, my name is Stuart Miles and welcome to the Pocket Lint Podcast. Sonos, the multi-room speaker company, is breaking out of rooms altogether with the launch of a new portable Bluetooth speaker called the Sonos Roam. Pocket Lint features editor Britta O'Boyle joins me to tell us about this week's announcement. Meanwhile, last month I caught up with the couple behind the Talking Tom cat phenomenon that took the world by storm over a decade ago. It's made the creators one of Europe's richest couples, but how did they manage to pull off the success and what are they doing now? And Pocalins Cam Bunton has been using the Oppo Find X3 Pro, a new smartphone the company that hopes to replace Huawei as the Android handset to get. Keep listening to find out. But back to you, Britt, tell us more about what Sonos has been up to this week.
1: So Sonos have announced a second portable speaker that will sit alongside them, the Move, which was what they announced a couple of years ago. But it's a, a much smaller device. Um, it's supposed to be the size of a water bottle so a lot easier yeah great right Um, and so
0: who is this who's this going to be for is it trying to just expand the ecosystem to convince you to come in and buy more Sonos kit around the house or is it do you think it's it's for someone else
1: I think it's probably a mixture of both I think it will probably um, appeal to new customers who might not have perhaps realized that Sonos might have been something that they could access um, but also I think it's probably great for the customers they already have because uh, with Bluetooth speakers sometimes there's the danger that they can sit in a cupboard and lose their battery and then when you actually want them you have to then go to charge them and pair them up and etc cetera, etc cetera. whereas the Sonos Roam if it's, if it's sitting as part of your Sonos system and then you want to go out you can literally just pick it up or in theory that's the idea that you're supposed to be able to pick it up and literally leave your house and it will work perfectly outside without wi-fi on its bluetooth and when you come back in it will s- uh, seamlessly switch back over because it works with blue. it works on bluetooth and wi-fi simultaneously they work together whereas on move you've got to press the toggle so it, should be a magical thing.
0: it seems like a you know a really sensible idea right you know quite a lot of us own a bluetooth speaker and you only get to use it when you go for a picnic which obviously we're coming up to kind of like outdoor weather and all the other stuff do you think that sonos have come a bit late to this though in the fact that do, is there a fear that a lot of us already own that spare bluetooth speaker that we've got ready for the picnic hamper and 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 or going out to the park or what have you and and therefore don't necessarily need to buy another one
1: yes i think that's definitely a danger that it, it is two years too late possibly more um, there's some stiff competition in that arena as well um, but I also think that the Sonos fans are Sonos fans and they're quite loyal and therefore I think that it would it is a good sort of entry point, um, you might not want to buy another Sonos one for your mm. house because do you really need an extra one maybe upstairs but then if this sort of gives you, it's like a dual purpose so actually maybe you wouldn't mind spending 100. 60 pound which is what it's going to be in the uk um to to add add another speaker to your house but also you get that extra that extra functionality being able to take it out yeah of- and, and talking yeah.
0: of and talking of extra functionality i, sp- I suppose the benefit here is it, will it come with all the streaming services and alexa and google assistant and all the stuff that we've come to know from sonos or is it because it's smaller and and and, and more portable have they had to pair any of that back?
1: No, so actually, it's probably their smartest speaker that they do. Um, It's got all of the Sonos um, features. So you get all of the stereo pairing, and the 100 streaming services support and all of that. It's also got Google Assistant and Alexa built in, so you can um, choose between the two assistants. And it has automatic true play tuning, which is something they introduced on Move. But um, it's a bit cleverer this time, because it works over Bluetooth and Wi Fi. So although that update is actually coming to move as well, they've said, but um, it will just mean that it will work better when you're moving it around or it should do.
0: Cool. Now we've normally come to expect when big companies like Sonos announce, make an announcement, it's not just the one thing, it's 58 other things that they sneak in, including accessories and all the other stuff. Is there anything else that Sonos announced this week that we should be paying attention to?
1: No, they didn't actually announce anything else. Um, they there have I been mean, a few people are still waiting for the headphones that have mm. been doing the rounds on the rumor mill for a while but they didn't mention anything to do with that so there's nothing on that front there is an extra feature that's actually worth mentioning for the roam though which is something called sound swap that allows okay. you to press and hold the play and pause button normally that would bring a Sonos speaker into a group an existing Sonos group that you've already got playing but if you continue to hold it it will then transfer the music on the roam to the nearest sonos speaker that it finds using ultrasonic frequency okay. so that's quite a fun feature so i
0: suppose the idea being you've been playing in the garden you then come back in you want to transfer it to the kitchen sonos you just sit it next to it press play and and it will just loop you know just jump across
1: yeah pretty much Yeah. Exactly. clever
0: clever yeah. okay cool and i suppose the big question is when's this out when are we going to be able to get some
1: so it will be available from the 20th of april um worldwide or globally um and it's 169 in the u no i'll tell you like 159 in the uk 169 dollars in the us and 179 euros.
0: still to come cam gives us his verdict on the oppo find x3 pro
2: yeah exactly it's i mean it's it's an extra level on top of macro isn't it it's um it's interesting, and like you say, I used it for maybe the first couple of days because I thought, oh wow, this is really cool. I'm going to try this out and see what things look like. And then after you've done that, it kind of loses its appeal, I guess. But it's, it's still a bit of fun. In
0: 2010, childhood sweethearts from Slovenia, Isa and Samo Login, created the Talking Tom Cat, the world's first virtual pet for kids that can talk back to them. The app was an instant hit, launching a franchise whose titles have reached number one in more than 100 countries on the App Store. And a couple quickly capitalized on their success by selling the business for $1 billion just seven years after starting it. With Talking Tom behind them, the couple are now investing in sustainable, large-scale, eco-friendly farming with the hope of changing the planet. And as part of that journey, they've written a book detailing just how they did it. So that's where I started when I recently met up with them by asking what made them come up with the idea for a talking cat in the first place.
3: Well, it started when I sold my previous company um, and uh, we wanted really wanted to go into um, environmental projects, what we are doing right now, actually. And I figured out that only a couple of millions will not be enough uh, mm. to really um, support us uh, to reach the goals we, um, the objectives we set for us, and uh, we needed to make something a company that will be very profitable and reach our objectives in a sh- as short time as possible. So we set up a plan uh, how to earn hundred uh, million uh, euros in profit in five years plus two years of earnout. And what turned out is that we actually sold the company for one billion dollars in exactly seven years. So, well, we, we kind of overshoot, but uh, we we kept uh, the timeline.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, and so you wanted to come up with this company. So it was a very sort of specific plan. Uh, you had a brief. You know, as you say, seven years. Do it in, in, in that time. Did you hit on talking Tom straight away? Did you kind of, did you stumble at first? You know, how did it? How was it progressing? Well,
3: um, certainly not. It was not our uh, first app that we re- released. It was our first successful app. We tried uh, quite a few different types of apps, and uh, we didn't want to go into games because already at that time. Games were too expensive for us to develop. So um, we figured out that even back then, the market was pretty much saturated. You could find an app for anything. And right. um, So I studied what would make uh, what would be the most efficient way to reach a high distribution. And at that time, the second most popular category was um, entertainment. And, uh, compared to game development, developing an entertainment app was really cheap. You could develop an entertainment app for like $50,000, uh, but to develop a top end game already at that time, we would need a budget of a million. Right. Which is quite a big difference. (laughs) Yes. And it's, uh, so we didn't have a million to spare in the first place and um it took us six months and several attempts uh to figure out what would make the most sense and talking tom was an instant success we we spent six thousand dollars on advertising it. that's what's it so but today i don't believe such um that would be so i don't believe that it would be so easy today to to actually spent such a small budget on an app launch. But back then, it was different.
0: And what do you think the secret of your success was at that time? What made Talking Tom stand out and then continue the momentum?
3: Well, mm, for sure, it was uh, simplicity and humor. Um, And uh, because if something is really complex and you need to invest a lot of effort to use an app, um you have a steep learning curve and uh, we tend to um underestimate the value of uh, virality the the most uh, in the most pristine and simple way when i show you my phone and look i have this funny app and uh mm. that was actually the the the, the driver be, behind tom's, uh, talking tom's success
0: and what do you think you've you obviously were very successful in creating talking tom and it spawned spurned into different areas if you were to sort of take that learning and and give a tip to the listeners i said what what would you you know if you were only allowed one thing to say right this is this do this and this is kind of the key to making it work what, what would that advice be?
3: Um I for start we we were a, a startup um without a project and all experience managers said that we are bound to fail because we we started we went into this um uh, a new startup without having an idea what we'll be doing. We knew we'll be doing mobile apps. Uh, we kind of tried to also make Facebook apps, but gave up quite uh, early uh, in the beginning. And uh, this is normally a recipe for disaster. Mm. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in our case, it turned out it is it is not. And I firmly believe that building a strong team where people actually Support each other creatively and uh, um, and and have a, um, unconditional trust. So that's really important to have the founding team uh, that that is really works as as a team as one. Um, that's the the most important thing for any kind of business. Because mm-hmm. if you, for instance, Apple didn't inv- uh, invent smartphones. And and Google didn't um, invent a search engine. So they were never the first company on the market. So the market is never um, fully saturated. Uh, There's always space uh, for improvement and and better uh, products. And what what you need to really achieve that is a team. So ideas are cheap. There are plenty of ideas. Execution is difficult.
0: Now, a lot of people would say that seven years is a pretty fast timescale to go from nothing to a billion dollars in itself. Do you think that you could have
3: achieved it any faster? I believe some, some uh, companies have uh, proven that it is possible, certainly. We had our ups and downs as every company, uh, so it was not all smooth selling. Um, and um, it is possible, certainly. So, uh but on the other hand, there are a lot of businesses that take like many, many times longer mm. to achieve 1 billion valuation.
0: Now you've obviously used that money to presumably go on holiday at some point. Um, but also to start investing in what you set out to do at the beginning. Could you tell us more a bit about the projects that you're working on today?
3: Um, we are, we are working on, on many different projects that are, uh, that will benefit the humanity on a long-term. And um, for start, uh, we are, our major focus of Login 5 Foundation are projects related to food. So how to sustainably grow crops, how to uh, make the food more sustainable, because this is um, the, the project that, uh, the problem that will not go away. And if we don't solve it in time, it will deprive our kids of a bright future. So in, in this area, we do all kind of research. We also, before the Corona crisis, did um, a huge research how uh, pleasure is connected to eating. And we intend to resume it. Um, so it is a brain research where we, we try to, f- we've kind of figured out already some connection to how the, um, how we perceive pleasure, uh, when we eat or drink something. And, um, the other projects are where we are not directly involved, um, um working on, uh, supporting many, um, Universities with uh, funding on um, projects related to sustainability. I will not go dive into it. In Serbia, we grow um, crops on 4,000 hectares and uh, we intend to develop best practices for sustainable growth of uh, crops, which will be converted into uh, healthy food. And this is our actually our um, lab, if I can say so, a 40,000 hectare lab, because we also develop uh, software and uh, have a huge so- software development and analytics team working on it. Um, and we intend to share all the knowledge we gather for free with everyone. And the last but not least, we're uh, working on um, leadership methods on, uh, I'm sure you've heard of our upcoming book seven, Unicorn Drive, um, with the methods that we intend also to share with with the world, the Unicorn Drive method, method, which is actually how to achieve this kind of leadership which we and culture that we managed to um, form in outfit seven and have upgraded it already now when we work on our projects um, that are um, supported by our foundation.
0: And so with all that knowledge and all the the sort of success that you've had, I'm kind of curious of, of two things as the final two questions I have is what What do you predict the next big tech craze to be? Obviously you cottoned onto the apps quite early and and was very successful in that. And, and secondly, are you tempted to try and do it all
3: again? Um, well, I, we had an opportunity not to sell the company actually. Also the investment bankers asked us, so why are we selling the company when it's in its best possible shape? And, um. The answer was simple, if we don't sell, grid wins. So because it was our goal to work on non-profit environmental projects. Uh, So the answer is no, we're not planning to go back into business. And regarding tech, I see many uh, areas where tech will get more tightly integrated with um, other things that that now in our lives are... um, still managed or operated uh, by people. So uh, it might it might seem that self-driving cars are the, the ultimate goal, but I see this kind of improvements in all areas. And I'm a believer that uh, Agritech will be one of the big things of our future because everybody eats food. <laughs>
0: Oppo is on the move, gaining popularity in its home market and over the last 12 months has been making the most of Huawei's current situation. It's now undoubtedly the top contender in the world of smartphones and most likely challenger to Apple and Samsung's dominance for the foreseeable future. Its latest effort, the Find X3 Pro, is seeking to go toe-to-toe with the likes of the Galaxy S21 Ultra or the iPhone 12 Pro Max, offering a big premium flagship experience at a premium flagship price. But what? does it deliver cam bunton has been playing with the new phone and is here to tell us more so cam what's it like it's fantastic
2: i mean i think if you read the review you would see that i'm pretty positive about it um it's a it's just a really polished high-end phone that delivers on all the important areas that you would want an expensive phone to deliver on
0: and so how have they Obviously, as we said, you know they're growing in popularity. They've had some time now. It feels like they're running the same trajectory as Huawei did, you know, about five years ago. Yeah. What What have they done to get it right in your mind?
2: I think because well they've been in they've been in Europe probably. I think I'm trying to think when they launched over here. I think it was only a couple of years ago, and they've slowly learned what we like over here in the Western markets, and we have slightly different tastes to that in China. Um, And so what they do is they've they've just been refining the software experience to make it clean and polished and speedy and customizable, but also putting in all the excellent hardware that we expect from a top phone. Um, I remember back in the day, uh, a few years ago, Oppo phones were essentially just iPhone clones, even down to the software. Mm. So now you've got this really high-end polished Android experience. And one of the really interesting and quite impressive parts of this phone is the way they've built the glass on the back so it curves up to the camera it's all part of the same piece of glass uh, and they've managed to curve it uh, which is i don't know i didn't even realize that was possible until recently so it's a it's a really impressive device in terms of design and performance
0: and in terms of what it actually does you've obviously been using it for a while is it, you know, the camera good? Is there any standout features that you think, oh, I haven't seen this elsewhere? Or are they still in the process of really just delivering a like-for-like experience?
2: No, it's, it's different. One of the things that, that really stood out to me, that's I mean, there's a gimmick, but there's also really good cameras. So the, ca- the camera experience is excellent. So you have the same sensor in both the primary and the ultra-wide cameras. So when you take a picture with either, they both match in terms of color and dynamic range and detail. Mm. So it's one of the best ultra wide cameras I've seen on a smartphone to date. um But they also have this really interesting gimmick camera, which is called the micro lens, uh, which allows you to press your camera up against something really close, almost like a microscope, and see right into like the threads and the and the details that you just can't see with your naked eye. And that's that's quite fun. It's not an essential camera, but it, it's good fun to use.
0: I was going to say it reminds me of one of those lenses that you could get. I can't remember who made them now, but you could get to bolt onto your iPhone and. And, and things like that to do that and you you run around and you do it for three minutes and then then <laughs> you think i don't really need to take that closer picture of of a, of a bank note or 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 a bug or something
2: yeah exactly it's i mean it's it's an extra level on top of macro isn't it it's um it's interesting and like you say i used it for maybe the first couple of days because i thought oh wow this is really cool i'm going to try this out and see what things look like and then after you've done that it kind of loses its appeal i guess but it, it's it's still a bit of fun
0: and so, you know, like taking the rough with the smooth, What's what don't you like?
2: So the only thing that I really found negative, because, I mean, hardware-wise, it was fantastic, but I had this issue with notifications where you have this always-on display, which shows you, like, a clock and little icons when you have notifications coming through, but then when you check your lock screen, those notifications aren't there. So you have to unlock the phone to see what's going on and drop your notification shade down to check what, what actual notifications you have. It just seems to be. This sort of inconsistent experience between one part of the user interface and another part. So, you now that's something they, I think, need to fix in their future software update.
0: And do you think they've got to a point now where you won't need to get the Oppo Find X Pro Two or X Four or whatever they want to call it? Have they? You know, is this one of those things where this will do? You know, if you're into an Android phone, this is something that you should get, and it's yeah considerably better than a Samsung Galaxy S Twenty One, which you know we all know is a great solidly built phone
2: yeah exactly i mean the s21 ultra is the uh, samsung's latest top dog as it, as it were and it's a fantastic phone but when you compare the oppo to it there's just a bit more refinement in terms of design and it still delivers all the top uh, performance features like it's the, the, the display and the battery life and it's got really fast wired and wireless charging so it delivers on all the features you'd expect from that top android phone but it sort of refines the design and makes it a bit more appealing i think
0: and so is there anything else that you think that you know that really stood your eye against it? i mean it sounds like you just keep on glowing about this it, it,
2: it's... Well, i mean that's the impression i've got from using it it's there's i mean oppo hat doesn't really have much of a reputation over here and so to have a phone that delivers in every pretty much every way you could think of um, is, is really impressive. It just needs that sort of market awareness from buyers to go, I know Oppo makes good phones now, so I'm, I'm not going to be shy about buying one.
0: Well, that's it for this week's show. Until next time, pip pip.
1: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.